0: Previously on this programme we've met Rabbi Zalman Lent of the Orthodox Jewish community but there's another face to Judaism here in Ireland and abroad. Gerry McArdle met Liberal Jewish Rabbi Anna Gerard. Liberal Judaism is one of the major denominations of Judaism. Um, across the world there is uh, Orthodox Judaism, something called Conservative or Masorti Judaism and then various branches of Progressive Judaism that call themselves Liberal or Reform. Um, in the UK and ireland is part of that as far as the jewish world is concerned we have both a reform and a liberal movement they're pretty similar but liberal judaism tends to be a little bit more radical and cutting edge in terms of social issues and and really being the kind of the most progressive front of of judaism um I don't believe that it's anything new. I think Judaism's always been a dynamic religion. It always adapted to the times um, from reinventing itself um, after the destruction of the temple from a, um, a temple cult into a, what we now know as rabbinic Judaism with rabbis and synagogues. Uh, you know, that, that at the time was a huge shift. Um, progressive Judaism... And its sort of counterpart, which is modern orthodoxy, are responses similar responses to the Enlightenment and to emancipation of the Jews um, following the Enlightenment in Europe. Um, and it's about saying that the times are changing, and we we believe in our heritage, and we believe that there is divine inspiration in our heritage. But we also believe that every generation of Jews, you know, struggled with what that divine inspiration was and wrote texts that reflect their struggle and we accept those texts as part of our, as part of what we then interpret as how to be a good Jew and how to be a good person in the world but we also have the right to add to those texts. So we don't have the, the absolute belief um, that exists in Orthodox Judaism that the Torah as a text is the core um, of everything and is written by God. We see the Torah as a text that was written by people at a particular time um, that's divinely inspired but that also contains human error. So for a liberal Jew we don't follow halakha which is Jewish law because because we have to because God tells us to. We make informed choices so when it comes to deciding how we live our Jewish life it's about balancing um, the, the highest principles of Judaism so moral and ethical principles it's about balancing what it means to be a good person in the modern world and what, you know, what science and, and history and even food technology tells us about how to be a good person how to eat healthily how to respect the environment how to um, respect other people through for example um, buying fair trade organic food rather than buying kosher food this is a typical kind of informed choice that a liberal Jew might make so it 's about making Judaism relevant to the modern times it 's about making informed choices that provide a balance between spiritual practice, um, being the best kind of human being that you can be and and reflecting Jewish tradition.
1: How usual is it in Judaism to have a female rabbi? I mean is that a, an aspect of liberal Judaism would the Orthodox
0: Jews a countenance female rabbis at all um, there have been female rabbis for a long time, since the 1970s, and now in that, in that world, which is the majority in America, which is a, a growing minority in, in, in Europe, um, it's about 50-50 in terms of male and female rabbis. Um, it's never been an issue for me that I'm a female rabbi, I'm just a rabbi like everybody else. Um, but in orthodoxy, for various reasons, there is a rule that you can't have women rabbis, There are people trying to challenge that at the moment and there are certain branches that will now ordain women although it's incredibly controversial Um, but unlike in Christianity where there's a theological function of a priest um, and so the, the discussion around women priests and women bishops is a theological discussion. Really, a rabbi plays a very different role. A rabbi is a teacher and a leader of the community um, it's something that developed later in Jewish history. It's not like the priests of the temple, um, which was a, you know a, an inherited position. So it's it's more of a social discussion. It's more of a social discussion about the roles of men and women within Jewish society and Jewish practice. Judaism is complicated. It's not just a religion. It is for some people it's a religion. For some it's a culture, a heritage, a uh, not only really a nationality but a, a kind of a, a family thing. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a, it's a race or an ethnicity because there are Jews of every race in the world and there are Jewish communities in every country. But it, it's certainly more complicated than a, a faith where you can say if you believe you are a Christian and if you don't believe you're not a Christian. It just doesn't work like that. There are so many atheist Jews who are absolutely Jewish and who are members of Jewish communities but have no belief in God whatsoever.
1: If a, a man wanted to convert and, and become a liberal or progressive Jew, would he have to be circumcised?
0: Um, we do strongly encourage circumcision for male converts. Um, if there is a, you know, why it is important. I mean, the problem I have with that, I suppose, is that it's not. Um, it's a very strong experience, and I would never suggest that we had an equivalent for women in Judaism. But but when women do convert. Um, they don't have that strong that equal strong experience um for some people it's not important but for some of the men it's very important and and that's missing i suppose um if somebody really really is terrified of it or has a medical reason not to then obviously we don't require it a hundred percent um but i'm always surprised that the majority do choose to be circumcised and for them it's it's it, they're the ones that are sure about doing it i'm the ones that are saying are you sure you want to do that um because for them it's very powerful and very meaningful and it's, a, it's about making a commitment and becoming part of, part of a people.
1: How essential is it for a Jew to be a Zionist? Do all Jews believe that they have a God-given right to a patch of land called Israel?
0: Progressive Zionism doesn't really um, stem from or... Include very strongly the idea that Israel is a God-given piece of land. I mean, the argument that we owned the land first 2,000 years ago, 500 years ago, 4,000 years ago is a completely impossible argument throughout the world and unless, you know, the USA is prepared to give all its land back to the Native Americans and the UK is prepared to give its land back to, I don't even know who, the Saxons, you know, and Ireland's prepared to give its land back to the Celts, then it's a completely illogical argument that can only lead to absurdity. So, I'm not prepared to ever have that conversation, really, about who owned the land first. Some liberal Jews are actively supportive of the existence of a Jewish state um, for all sorts of reasons. For security reasons, because there has been so many times in Jewish history where we've needed somewhere to turn to and there's no other Jewish homeland in that sense. For spiritual reasons that don't stem from God's promise, but that stem from the fact that it's wonderful to have a place where Judaism is the, is the majority, is the norm. It's wonderful to walk down the street and see Hanukkah decorations in all the shops, not Christmas decorations. You know, I've lived in um, Christian countries nearly all of my life. I spent a few years in Israel, but nearly all of my life. And I have no problem with the fact that I'm a minority culture... But sometimes it can be exhausting to always have to create your little space to switch off the fact that, you know, five weeks before Christmas, the world's gone Christmas crazy. And you're still trying to celebrate Hanukkah, please, thank you very much. Um, And to block out all of the, you know, Christmas for eight days so you can have your Hanukkah. Even though when it comes to Christmas, you know, we all exist in the modern world and I'm just as likely to have a Christmas dinner as anybody else. Um, So to go to Israel and, to you know all the shops close on, on our Sabbath not the Christian Sabbath, it's, there's something very spiritually uplifting and heartwarming about that um, however, having said that there are some liberal Jews um, who don't support um, the existence of the State of Israel not because they don't agree with any of those reasons but because politically they find it problematic and I think and they're the, sort of the, the two extremes I think the majority um, the majority feel that it's it is important, um, but that it has to be done in a way that's respectful of the dignity of everybody's lives, of Palestinians and Israelis, of Jews and Muslims, and that our ideal is to work towards a two-state solution that creates a peaceful existence between two states um, and that creates the option to, you know, to live in, in dignity for all the individuals involved.
1: How did you feel about uh, Palestine being admitted to the United Nations, albeit, as as far as I understand, they only have observer status? But uh, how did you feel about that? Did you have a gut feeling about it at all?
0: For me, it's a great step um, towards the possibility of a two-state solution. Um, Last week, I was at a a symposium of Christian and Jewish religious leaders um, to talk about the conflict in Israel and Palestine. Um, And part of that was... uh, Political and social, sociological discussion. Part of it was a theological discussion. The focus was about create not being, not being pro or anti Israel and not being pro or anti Palestine, but actually being anti violence and being pro solution, being pro peaceful resolution. I suppose.
1: Last question: What brings you to Ireland?
0: Um, Dublin has a very established, uh, progressive, liberal Jewish community. Um, they've been here for many years, they have their own building and they have a, a vibrant community life. Um, they, For the last couple of years they haven't had a regular rabbi so they're taking a bit of time to... Um, to just experience different rabbis and to see you know, um, what's out there before they recruit a new rabbi in the future so I've been the second time I've been um, and I'm here for the weekend to celebrate Shabbat with the community, to teach the children in the cheder on the uh, religion school on Sunday morning um, and to have a session with the quite busy um, group of people who are converting to Judaism here in Dublin
1: So are, are you kind of auditioning for the job?
0: No, I have. <laughs> um, I have a full time job. <laughs> um, no, it's not about that. It's about supporting the community through this through this gap, um, and about them experiencing different types of services, experiencing different types of, of teaching and leadership, um, so they can really put together um, a strong idea of what they want and who they are and what their needs are, and and recruit a rabbi. From a very strong position of saying, you know, we need this kind of person and we need this kind of kind of program, um, which is which is a great thing to do. Rabbi Anna Gerard was speaking to Jerry Mcardle.